Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to Coastal Community Church. I am Pastor Chris. Uh, Good morning. Good morning to those of you who are here uh, in the building. Good morning to those of you uh, who are watching us uh, in person, online. Uh, Let's just jump right in, okay? As Pastor Scott said, we begin a new series today called This Is My Year. Uh, 2021, this is my year. And each week, we're gonna look at a different area of your life where if you will make a commitment in this area, you know, to follow through, it is going to make a huge impact in your life. Last couple of weeks, we've been kind of collecting some of uh, your ideas, your thoughts about 2021, and we've kind of combined those with uh, where we believe God wants us to go. And so I'm excited um, about this series. And the very first area that I want us to talk about today is the most important one, the most important one. It is the most important one because it should affect every other area of your life, every area of your life, your health, your relationships, your finances, your marriage, your family, the words that come out of your mouth, the things that you post on social media, the way you conduct yourself, everything. I want us to talk today about your personal relationship with God, your spiritual life. Because this is the foundation. You know, if this one's out of whack, if this is out of alignment, nothing else in your life is gonna line up or be all that it could be. Everything else is supposed to flow out of this one. So, 2021, this is my year to take my next steps spiritually. Now, we talk a lot about next steps here at Coast. In fact, Pastor Scott mentioned that about your Connect card, you know, letting us know about your next steps. Why do we always talk about next steps? Well, because everybody has one, right? Because no one is fully arrived. Nobody is a finished product. We all have next steps to take. Now, for some of you, you know, you're kind of tuning in for the very first time or you're here for the very first time, and so your next steps are just to, you know, maybe keep coming, kick the tires a little bit and uh, keep checking us out a little bit, and that's great. The Bible says that if you'll seek God with all your heart, you will find him. For some of you, though, your next step is to take that very first step of faith, to give your life to Christ. Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends, a personal relationship. And your next step is to open that door of faith and to begin that relationship. For others of you, maybe you've already done that, but your next step is to go public with your faith, to get baptized. Jesus did it, he commanded it, and so as followers of Jesus, we, that's the next step for many of you. Now there's a lot of people in the room and watching online, and you've already done all that. You know, you've given your life to Christ, you've been baptized, but guess what? You've got next steps to take too. You're still a work in progress, I'm still a work in progress. And after spiritual birth, always comes spiritual growth. Now, what does that look like? 
You know, how, how do we do that? How do we take those next steps, whatever it might be? And what kind of gets in the way sometimes? Well, Jesus one time told a story that I think explains this process. You know, how we take next steps and some of the things that get in the way. And uh, he said that there's a farmer uh, who goes out to, to sow some seed, to plant some seed. And as this farmer throws the seed out, it falls, the seed falls on all different kinds of soil. And then Jesus, in fact, interprets the story for us so we know that exactly what he's talking about. He says the farmer represents God, the seed represents the word of God. Now, and get this, though. The soil, the different types of soil represent your heart, my heart. It represents people's responsiveness to what God wants to do in their lives. And so from this story, I think we can learn a few keys to taking next steps and uh, growing up spiritually. So if you want 2020, 2021 to be the year in which you take some next steps spiritually, here the, here's how we do it. Number one, I must be spiritually receptive. I must be spiritually receptive. In other words, I gotta be eager to grow. Now, this is gonna sound hard today from Pastor Chris, but it's true. And I know they call me PC around here, but this is not very PC, but I wanna tell you the truth. The primary reason people do not grow spiritually is this, they don't want to. They don't want to take next steps. They're spiritually unreceptive. In fact, Jesus said it's kind of like the first soil, the first type of soil. Look at Luke 8, verse 5. A farmer went out to plant his seed, and he scattered it. as he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. And then in verse 12, he dropped down and he gives us the, uh, the meaning of this. He says, the seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Now, on every farm, there are footpaths that the farmer walks on uh, through his crops, right? And because he walks over and over and over them, the soil on the path gets compacted. Now, there are two things that are true of every footpath. One is, it's very hard, and two, it's closed or it's narrow. And Jesus is saying a lot of people's minds and hearts are just like that. They're hard and closed. And so when the seed gets thrown on that kind of hard-packed soil, it doesn't even really have a chance to penetrate. And so eventually the birds come along and eat it before it can take root because it just lays out there on the surface and doesn't have a chance to sprout. And Jesus says sometimes we're just like that. We never give God a chance in our lives. We, we, we don't even give him the opportunity to work. We, we don't give God the, the chance to answer prayer because we're not, we don't pray. We, we don't give God the chance to do a miracle in our lives because we really don't believe in miracles. We, we don't give God a chance to grow us spiritually because we're not even sure we believe in God. Our minds are closed, our hearts are hard. And when that happens, we're basically unwilling to listen and nothing spiritually is gonna grow in our lives. The question then is, what causes that? What 
are some reasons that people have that they might be closed off to God? Why is it that when sometimes you bring up the issue of God with some people, man, you can just see, you know, the curtain of their heart just coming down, the door, you know, slamming shut. What causes people to get defensive when God is brought up? Well, there there are a lot of different reasons. Let me give you at least three, three possibilities. One is fear. Fear. I mean, obviously, if, if we're afraid of God, you know, we're not going to get close to him. You know, we think, well, you know, if I get close to God, what if he asks me to do something that I don't want to do? What if he turns me into some kind of religious nut or whack job? You know, and I'm not allowed to have fun anymore. You see, if you're afraid of God, you're going to close your mind and harden your heart. Another reason people shut down to God is, is bitterness. I think this is a big one. Bitterness, resentment over some way that you might have been hurt in the past. And so you think about that hurt, and you think, man, you know, if God allowed that, no thanks God. Some of you have lost a loved one. And you cry out, God, why? Why did that happen? Some of you have been abused or, and, and you relive that trauma in your mind and you think, you know, God, why did you allow that? Some of you have had a spouse walk out and betray you. Some of you have been hurt by other Christians, you know, people claiming to be believers, and you think to yourself, man, if that's what following Jesus is like, if that's Christianity, no thanks. And so what I'm saying is that when you hold that resentment in your heart towards God, it it keeps you from growing spiritually and taking next steps, whatever they might be in your life. Another possibility is pride. Pride keeps people from being receptive to God. This is just the old, you know, hey, I'm (laughs) I'm self-sufficient. I don't need God. I can handle it. I'm a self-made man, self-made woman. You know, I can figure it out all on my own. And so as a result, if you don't think you need God, or if you're afraid of God, or if you're angry or bitter toward God, you're not going to be receptive toward him. But here's the problem. Nothing is going to grow there. You know, a a hard heart and a closed mind ultimately is a a barren desert lifestyle. Jesus said the seed gets thrown out, but it doesn't sprout. It just stays there. Then eventually just the birds come and they eat it. It's a a wasted life. It's not going to work. So listen, if you want to grow, if you want to take those next steps in your life spiritually, you got to first say, God, I am... I am humbly open and receptive to you and what you want to do in my life. And maybe you got to deal with that pride or that anger or that resentment or bitterness. Number two, I must decide to grow. I must decide to grow. That means you make a commitment and you follow through. Uh, You you have to take, you have to accept responsibility for your own spiritual growth. Now, if you don't get anything else I say today, you better get this one. Spiritual growth, spiritual maturity, it is a choice. It's a choice. 
You are as close to God right now as you want to be. Don't blame anybody else. It's not, it's not God's fault. I mean, if you're feeling far away from God, guess who moved? It's not God's fault. You, you cannot blame your husband, your wife, your parents, your upbringing. You, you, know, you can't blame somebody else who hurt you. You are as close to God as you want to be. If you're not spiritually mature, if you're not taking spiritual next steps, it's because you've chosen not to. Listen, if you want to grow, at some point, you've got to decide to grow. You've got to make a decision. You know, without commitments and following through with those commitments, you are never, ever going to grow spiritually. You're not a puppet. Like you, you know, you, you and I have a, a part to play in this process of spiritual growth. Yes, God brings, you know, life, but we have to participate with him. Luke 8, 6, other seed fell among the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Now, what's he talking about there? Now, of course, Jesus is telling this story in first century Israel, right? Well, in Israel, most of the nation is covered by just this thin layer of topsoil on top of a solid bedrock of limestone. And as a result, when you'd plant things there, you know, for them to grow, they would go to a certain depth, but if they don't have roots, if they're not digging down deep, the bedrock prevented that from happening. And so then, you know, they're in a desert. When the winds would come and the heat is on, all those plants would wilt unless they're irrigated and watered and the roots can go you know deeper and Jesus is saying listen a lot of people are just like this in verse 13 he explains he says the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they believe for a while and then they fall away when they face temptation. They fall away when it's hard. They fall away when it's difficult. Jesus is saying that this shallow soil represents just a a superficial commitment. Now notice he says here, these people hear the message and receive it with joy. Have you ever ever gotten excited when you heard a sermon that really just moved you or, or a song, maybe a worship song here or maybe on the radio or something that just really you know, touched you. I mean, maybe you were just excited or intellectually challenged or emotionally stirred, but then you walk out the door and you forget it before you get to your car. You're thrilled, but not truly transformed. I mean, sometimes our best intentions don't last two minutes. What is it then that keeps us from taking those next steps, keeps us from growing? You see, it's gotta be more than just a feeling. It also has to be an action. It's gotta be more than just something that you come to and get excited about. It's gotta be something that you also decide to do. Because if you don't decide to do it, nothing is going to happen. Now, for example, parents, if you tell your kids to clean their rooms, and a couple of days later, you, you check on things, and their rooms are still not clean. That never happens to you, right? And you go to them and you say, hey, what's the deal with your room? And they say, you know, Dad, Mom, when you asked us to clean our rooms, 
It was so beautiful the way you asked it. I mean, it was moving. It brought tears to our eyes. We even texted some of our friends this week and told them just how awesome it was, how you asked us to clean our room. And then we, were, we even got some of them together and we decided to do a little group study on the language that you used. And, and we even wrote, wrote it down and we highlighted the words in different colors. But my question is still what? Why aren't your rooms clean? You know what? Sometimes we're just like that. We hear stuff, you know, we kind of experience things, and we get excited about it. We lift our hands, you know, we, you know, we, we might even tell a few other people about it, but we never do anything about it. And because of that, we really don't grow. Matthew 7, 26, Jesus said, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. It it's not going to last unless you do something about it. How do you make sure that the desire to grow, that the commitment to grow, is something that, that sticks? You make and keep commitments. You put down roots. That's what putting down roots is. You make and keep commitments. When you make a commitment and you follow through with that commitment, that puts down roots in your life. James 1.22, but don't just listen to God's word. You must what? What does it say? Do what it says. Otherwise, you're, just, you're only fooling yourselves. Let me tell you something. There is something dangerous about just coming to church. Okay, and I mean that whether you're online or in person, there's something dangerous about just coming to church because you can come to church and you can hear other people talk about God, talk about growth, and you can walk away, you can turn, turn it off and think that somehow you've grown spiritually. But the truth is, you've just heard somebody else talk about it. And until you or I actually do something about it, we really haven't grown. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says this. Instead, listen to this word, train yourself to be godly. Another translation says, uses the word discipline, discipline yourself. The Phillips there on your outline says, take time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fit. Now, the reality is, we all know, right, that if we want to become physically fit, right, if we want to lose weight, if we want to get healthy, you know, in this year, that what's it going to take? Man, it's going to take discipline, training, time, trouble, all those words. It's going to take hard work. Well, guess what about spiritual fitness, spiritual growth? It's the same thing. It's hard work. There's an element about it that takes discipline, training, time, and effort. You have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit as he works in your life. It's hard work. I'm not sure where this quote originated. I've seen it online. You probably have as well. I like it. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your heart. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your heart. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your heart. Communication is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your heart. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard. But we 
can choose are hard. Pick wisely. Life's hard. So, where do you get started? Let me give you uh, five commitments worth making and keeping that'll help you get started. There are many. Let me just give you five. Number one, commit to connect with others. Commit to connect with others. You know, if I look at my own life, I would love to be able to stand here before you today and say, hey, that any spiritual you know, growth that has happened in my life has happened because Pastor Chris is so deeply spiritually minded. That's not true. The, the real truth is a lot of the growth that I've seen in my own life is because I hang around a lot of other people who are also growing spiritually. And so here at Coastal, man, a great place to, to get, the, get on that journey um, is through our life groups. You know, and this is an exciting time to be at our church, either in person or online, because we're getting ready to launch the new semester of life groups. And some of you need to make and keep that commitment. And by the way, let me say this to those of you who are watching this online, because you don't get a pass on this either. You know, don't use a shutdown or a pandemic as an excuse not to connect, not to engage with other people. Maybe you gotta be a little more creative. Maybe you gotta do that Zoom group that you're like, oh, I don't wanna do a Zoom group. But you know what? You need it. Are you just gonna stay disconnected this year? Listen, we need those relationships, what that provides. Make and keep that commitment. Number two, commit to build spiritual habits. We talk about this all the time here at Coastal. Man, we just want you to start reading God's word. Listen, but if you want to spend time in God's Word, you've got to make a commitment to do that as a habit. We're basically just a, a bundle of habits. That's who you are, the habits that you keep. You know, if I want to, if I want to talk to God in prayer, I've got to make and commit, keep that commitment to do it, to build those habits into my life. Number three, commit to serve others. To serve others. You know, to, to use my talents, to take whatever gifts, abilities that God has, has given to me and to use them to be a blessing to others, to help other people. Because when, when you and I do that, not only are those other people help, but we grow. You know, Jesus said you find life by giving your life away. And there are so many kingdom ways to do that here at Coastal. You know, so many. When we talk about outreach opportunities every week, all the time, year round. And then there are opportunities right here at Coastal, whether it's the First Impressions team, children's ministry, student ministry, uh, you know, security team. We're getting ready to open our cafe in a couple of weeks. You ready for that? Ready for some coffee? Woo! Excited about that. We figure Starbucks can you know, serve you and, get, you know, and do that. We can do it too. We're going to try that. But there's so many ways to serve here at this church. You, know, you ought to be able to ask your, answer this question, you know, where is my ministry? How am I serving my community through my local church here at Coastal? Number four, commit to share my faith. Commit to share my faith, to tell other people the good news about what God has done in my life. Listen, people need that today. Am I right? I mean, as this world seems to get more and more evil, more and more violent, listen, we really do have the only answer. And you either believe that or you don't. And if you don't, man, we're wasting our time. Let's go do something else. Let's put all of our energy and effort into, into someone or somewhere else. But do you actually believe that anything of this world is going to last on into eternity and make an impact in people's lives the way Jesus will? 
And some of you are here right now, either online or in person, because somebody invited you. They wanted you to see and experience the good news. And when you share that with other people, by the way, if you're online, when you check in on Facebook, when you share our service, what are you doing? You know, you you are sharing the good news with somebody else. Number five, commit to give my resources. To give my resources. I'm talking about your money, plain and simple. Let me tell you something, our God's a giver. And when I give, when you and I give consistently and generously, we become more and more like God and we grow in our faith because Jesus said, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And everybody's got a next step. Some of you need to start giving. You come here, you, 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 you receive, and you don't give anything. But then many of you need to start giving consistently. You know, whatever that is, give consistently. And then maybe the next step for you is to give proportionately. To, to step out in faith and tithe. 10% of your gross income you know, belongs to God and you give that back to him. And then the next step is generosity above and beyond that. You see, what I'm saying is that no matter who you are and where you're at, everybody has a next step to take. What is yours? Maybe you've been coming to Coastal, you've been kicking the tires and your next step is to come to our newcomers today that Pastor Scott talked about today at 1240, online or in person. Maybe your next step is our membership class. We got a membership class coming up where you can say, you know what? The Coastal family is my family. This is my year to make a commitment to the church. And you can sign up online. Sign up on your Connect card. You see, when you make and keep commitments, you grow spiritually. Now, a third key, if you want to take next steps spiritually, if you want 2021 to be your year, you got to be ruthless with distractions. Ruthless with distractions. Your most important objective in life, listen to me, is to become more and more like Jesus. Once you come to faith and you know him, that, that process of growing up and becoming more like Jesus, it's more important than anything else. More important than your job, more important than your marriage, more important than making a million dollars and retiring. It's more important than anything else of this world. It is the very reason for which you were put on planet Earth. God wants you to know him and to develop a relationship with him and become like his son Jesus. And if you don't do that, you're wasting your life. Now, because of that, though, there are all kinds of distractions And and, and Satan is going to think of all kinds of things to keep you from doing that, to keep you from growing spiritually. He's going to do anything in his power to get you off track, to steal your focus. The Bible calls these distractions weeds. And weeds will grow up in your life and they will choke out your spiritual growth so that you don't have any energy or desire to get to know God. Luke 8, 7, other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. And then verse 14, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. So they never grow into maturity. Notice the words there, choked out, crowded out. He said the seeds of life, spiritual life, you know, uh, in your life, you begin to grow spiritually, but after a while, if you're not careful, it can get choked out by weeds. It's crowded out. It doesn't bear fruit. Think about this for a second. Why? Why are there so many people who, you know, claim to have faith in Christ, and yet they live unproductive lives? 
I mean, why are there so many people who become believers and yet they never seem to grow? I think one explanation for that is this right here, an overcrowded life. It's weeds. Now, what is a weed? Well, a weed in these terms is anything that crowds out God. Anything that we allow to crowd out God. Now, it it can be a good thing that we allow to become a weed. It could be your family. It could be your career. It could be a hobby. It could be television. It could be social media. It could be politics. Anything that crowds out God and keeps you from growing becomes a weed. Jesus points out three kinds of weeds there in verse 14. Cares, riches, and pleasure. Cares, riches, and pleasure. The cares of life. The word there in Greek actually means pulled in different directions. Does that describe your life or what? What about riches? Can can riches be a weed? Listen, riches can choke out your growth. I mean, you could be so busy trying to make money that you don't have time to make a life. Jesus said the love of money is the root Root, hear that? Of all evil. That's a weed. Pleasure? (laughs) You and I can get so distracted by the things of this world that we just forget God. Now, there are many different, you know, many other different kinds of weeds, but I think most weeds probably fit into one of those three categories, right? Cares, riches, and pleasure. Now, the real question, though, is this. What does it take to grow weeds? Let me tell you something. Pastor Chris, I'm an expert on weeds. I am. I mean, in my backyard, you know, I mean, my wife and I, we got black thumbs. I'll just tell you, you know. But in your backyard, think about this. How much effort does it take to grow a weed? Zero. Zip, nada, nothing. You know, do you have to plan the weeds in your yard? Do you have to fertilize the weeds in your, in your garden? No. Weeds are always a sign of one thing, neglect. You know, when I neglect my lawn, weeds grow. When I neglect my marriage, weeds grow. When I neglect my health, when I neglect my relationship with God, when I neglect my finances, weeds grow. They're a sign that we're not spending the needed time that's necessary to cultivate and maintain that particular thing or relationship. Now, what do we all know we're supposed to do with weeds? You relentlessly and ruthlessly rip them out from the root, right? You don't casually pull off the top of a weed. Why? What will it do? It'll grow back, right? It'll suck the life out of that soil that rightly belongs to those other plants. So here's the question for all of us today in 2021. What weeds do you need to rip out of your own life? What spiritual roundup do you need to take a shot at at some weed? We gotta be ruthless in eliminating distractions. Listen, it's possible that you've got so many irons in the fire that you are putting out your fire. You're burning out. So what needs to be uprooted? I want you to think of one thing that you need to stop doing so that you can have more time for your spiritual life in 2021. You think about your schedule and and the things that are pulling you away from God. It might be some good stuff, but you've allowed that thing to become a weed. In fact, look back at your outline for a second. Which of these three barriers has caused you 
to stop growing, has caused you to take your, keep from taking your next steps. Maybe it's a closed mind, a hard heart. Maybe it's just been a shallow commitment, a superficial commitment. Maybe it's an overcrowded life. Your life is full of weeds. I mean, if we did a spiritual MRI on you today, what would it reveal? That, that you've allowed you know, bitterness or fear or pride to keep you from getting close to God? You know, would it reveal a, a superficial commitment? You know, you get excited about some things and you enjoy coming to church, but when, it, when something's required of you, you know, when it's difficult, when the heat's on, you, you wilt because you don't have any roots. You don't make and keep commitments. What about this overcrowded life? Have you become too busy with some good things that you're neglecting the best? You see, what we're talking about today is of the utmost importance. What's your next step? Again, it's one thing for me to sit here and, you know, stand here and talk about it, but what's your next step? I want you to do that for me today. I want you to take your connect card, maybe take your outline, write down a specific action step. Look at that outline. Look at what we think about what we've talked about today. What's your next step? There is something about, you know, sharing it with another person that I think actually makes it real in your life. Something about writing it down and sharing it with somebody else. In fact, today, I want you to share it with me, your pastor. Write it on that connect card. You know, maybe for you it is to cultivate an open attitude toward God and, and to deal with that resentment or bitterness or pride in your life and to till the soil of your heart. Maybe you need to make a commitment to do whatever it takes to grow. What's your next step in those uh, you know, five commitments that I mentioned? Or maybe you need to eliminate some weeds in your life. Get specific. Share them with me. I'd love to pray for you. 2021. This is my year to take my next step spiritually. What about you? Have you come to faith? Maybe you've been coming, you've been checking it out, you've heard the good news of the gospel over and over again, that our God loves you, and he provided a Savior so that you could have a relationship with him. And he's been knocking on that door of your heart. Open the door. Let him come in. He will sit down with you. He will, he will eat with you. What does that mean? What does that represent? It means he wants to do life with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. You can have it today. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, today I thank you for your word. And Lord, I... Um, you know, as we enter into 2021, it's just interesting to me that, um, you know, for a while now, everybody's been, you know, anxiously anticipating the beginning of a new year so that all of 2020 would be behind us and everything would be new and fresh and better. And yet, God, it's been a, um, it's been a crazy start to this year. Sin, evil, violence, lawlessness, seem to abound more and more. And yet, Father, you tell us in your word 
that where, when and where those things are prevalent, that your grace is even more abundant. And so, Father, we, we place our hope in that. And, Lord, we pray for our nation and our world. But I pray for believers. I pray for believers here. I pray for coastal God. May we grow spiritually. May we become more and more like Jesus so that the things of this world, the ways of this world would not distract or divert us. But we would be about your kingdom. And we would love the way, point the way of love to people all around us. And if you're here today, either in person or online, and you're ready to open that door of your heart to Jesus, just do it right here and right now. You're not here by mistake. Maybe this is your next step. Take it. Just pray something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I believe. I, I, I admit it. I've, I'm a mess. I've, I'm a sinner. I've, I've made more mistakes than I can count. I know it. And I know I need Jesus. I know I need you. And I believe today, as much as I know how, as much as I understand, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that you sacrificed him. You sent him because of your great love for me to die on the cross for me and my sin. But sin and death and evil in this world could not overtake him. He rose from the dead and he is alive. I believe that. And today, I open the door of my heart and I put my faith and my trust in Jesus and him alone. And now, God, I just want to follow him. I want to be your follower. I want to live for Jesus and keep becoming more and more like you now see me right here and right now, perfect and complete in Christ because of him, not because of me, but because of him. And I want to, now I'm just going to cooperate, your willing, humble servant with the Holy Spirit, and just grow, just become, just keep taking those next steps day by day. Thank you. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.